Hi beautiful people, this is Ilyanka and happy Sunday. I really hope everybody had a good week and is expecting a new week that's like fresh and good and positive, everything just beyond. And today we'll have a solo week, uh, which means I will hosting this episode by myself and also kind of talk about like different Korean events with you guys um, yeah so let's start so first thing I it is it is a lot like I didn't know so because a lot of you know for example if murder happens uh, in China, like the chances of the the weapon is a gong is lower than the chances of a weapon is a knife or something else. And then, however, in the U.S., the chances are if the murder weapon is a gong, probably will be higher just because you know the the gong control, like the law of allowing gong, like allowing uh, the citizens to have gong in the U.S. and China is different. So when this thing happens, I mean, this is not related to gong, but like. I just want you guys to know, like, the comparison of law. So, like, it's not like it wouldn't, like, I would, I was expecting something like this would never happen in China. But at the same time, it's, like, it's just too big and too crazy for me to even, like, it's, like, beyond my knowledge. Like, I I can't. So, we're going to talk about the uh, the main person here. His name is Zhao Fuqiang. I'm going to call him Zhao just because, you know, it's easier for you guys to understand for English audiences um, or whoever, you know, can understand English. But yeah, so there was this like building. Um, everybody call, him, call it like the Shanghai like little red building. Uh, it's where Zhao would host uh, prostitution uh, business there. And everything started with like 2000 and Zhao was a tailor, like, you know, he doesn't make a lot of money and shit. So like he said, oh, what's the best way to make money? And he realized, oh my God, like we could do, I could do prostitution. Like I could, you know, have people like whatever, do things, do this illegal business. I I will make a lot of money. And since it's illegal, I assume he's not going to pay a lot of tax or whatever, right? So the first I can't. This man, the first prostitute he had was his wife. And I, I, it's like, it, he basically, he like, mentally manipulated her and telling her, like, hey, like, your body is such, like, quick, like, it would be such a fattest way to make money and it would be good. Like, he just kind of, uh, twisting the, the word and then, like, to con- I would say it's a mind control. I don't really know if his wife, like, I mean, his wife, I don't know if it was forced or mentally manipulated into doing this business with him, but that was his forced prostitution. And from his wife, you know, because, like, I have to explain this. So in China, there are country areas, like village areas, where it's like people are poor or they don't have a lot of, like, education. And it's like, it's like let's see if somebody in a very small town without money didn't have really high education and they want to go to a bigger city to make money maybe get educated maybe have like a better life so they go to a bigger city right so that's what happened in china as well and shanghai is obviously a big 
like a, one of the main city in China where like a lot of like modern stuff like internationally you you, you can you can basically if if it work if it worked out for you it would like you can get a lot of money you can become famous like all the stuff so that's like a lot of people from so small village small towns there and don't have money like that's the reason why they don't come to the city so his wife knew a lot of like a woman who didn't have like education who want to come to a bigger city don't have a job and so they're like oh i they know the wife they're like oh i have this connection maybe i can ask her and she will help me in this new city so from there a lot of uh women who it's like in the lower income like even uh was without any knowledge was uh being forced or was being mentally manipulated into like his prostitution business so apparently if they came and they don't agree to do this they're like no this is what I, not what i want to do he will actually um punch like basically beat them up and then he would like take like naked pictures and and videos and just be like threaten them like apparently he also did the scene where like he would tattoo it saying like uh Zhao Fu Chang's like property or like Zhao Fu Chang's like own like it's like you I I owe you like it's like you owe my sleep something like in their private part like can you imagine somebody like as a woman myself I cannot do that I just don't feel comfortable I know a lot of people do it maybe out of like intention of love um which is like that's your freedom right but being forced to tattoo that you are the property of somebody or you're owned by somebody only it's like such a disrespectful way like such a disgusting way for for me to think like if i put myself in a situation i just it's so humiliating like it's so dehuman um yeah i just cannot do that but that's what he did so because of that he basically forced them or can control them continuing to do prostitution for him and he always made a lot of money so he basically made a lot of money and after he made enough he was able to rent like two like stores uh and then they both would call like uh, they were both would called as like a salon but like i feel like in the back like when it was in the past like um salons lots of them i mean some i don't think it's 100 some of them are salon yes you go there do your haircut some of them they were like more like hidden way for prostitution business so he ran a two-store and then this is fucked up like i mean everything's fucked up so far but apparently every time um there was a prostituting business happened like there was a sex happened um the person only like need to pay like 150 yuan uh i would say because you know like money is different so 150 yuan rmb uh is like 23 24 dollars all right so that is so you, you need like let's say 24 dollars you can pay to get a woman and the woman doesn't even get anything like everything they earn doesn't matter tips or not like they have to all go give it to like job so so that means he doesn't have like a budget to spend he only earn money so 
that's how he quickly like becomes like this like super rich person and then after he becomes super rich he start hiring people like uh, not like security guard because like they're doing illegal business but here's hiring people to like um basically be this woman like control this woman watch this one woman for him and he ended up have like a more than a thousand stores and then he had this business for like almost 20 years and like you can imagine how money he had made and also the reason why um okay we go back to 2014 so after he bought like two stores right that was like beginning he be he like kind of changed the name of his business and maybe like i guess become like a company and then after that he like basically uh asked a lot of people a lot of like business people or a lot of people in politics like uh, a lot of people in the government a celebrity to come you know and he will like basically you you're like oh this is what i do like you guys can have fun and when after they had fun he will, like it's like jeffrey Epstein. so right remember he said i mean he died but like remember he said he had a lot of like evidence of a lot of celebrity people in the politics like a lot of the rich people like their videos or whatever to prove so that's why he at first he was like no y'all you're not gonna do anything for me because um i have all this like evidence lots of power connections a lot of money like i'm not gonna i'm gonna get away which he didn't but he died um so that's what joe did he invited these people to come and after that he took videos and threatened them and because of that like he was able to host this business legally i mean it's not illegally but like he was able to hide his business under the like people like the law like nobody was like trying to charge him anything right so how all of this start like collapse um you're gonna get mad because you think if somebody escaped the survivors the victim if they like the woman who he was hosting hostage for like for forcing illegal uh prostitution like you would think like if one escaped they go to a place like police gonna be like what the heck like we're gonna go like go to this building we're gonna put all our law enforcement in there we're gonna charge him we're gonna capture him like crack down this uh whole illegal site uh, uh, cycle circle i guess chain illegal chain but they didn't so um apparently this girl um chen i'll see like she was uh a, she was she was an international student uh, in america and then she came back she's like oh she saw all of this like um interview information so he went to the she went to the building and then at first like jaw was like promised him her all this like uh, work and she didn't know it was for prostitution she just she just thought like she would end up like knowing all of these like powerful people like have connections really start up her own like in her own career but then she realized she become this like prostitution and she tried to uh run away but she didn't she couldn't because there was a lot of cameras a lot of guard and then after like uh there was one time uh jaw ripped uh Chen, and then so then he allowed her to go to this like bank to get some like money because she, she's like oh i ripped you out I'll, I'll pay you back something like that which is like oh my god like what a generous man right uh, i cannot i need i need to mock this man this man's just 
disgusting. And because of that time, Chen could go outside of the building and because outside of the, all the stores, and because that he she like actually went to the bank and then asked like the person who's in the bank to call the police. And in the police department, she she told them like all like this woman was forced to basically sell this like their um what is it like a. Uh, cells for like you know hosting babies stuff like that they were forced to do prostitution and then like uh while like the place was like you're lying like that is so big like right now we're in the 2000s like years in china like something like this wouldn't happen and this is in shanghai this is not some like uh mountains like area where like even locals would have a lot of like force compared to like law enforcement right but she was took back by jaw and her like her mom <laughs> and, and, like she she thought she could have ha like she thought she could seek for help but she was basically captured again by jaw in the police department and jaw basically said oh no like this is just an argument between families so police didn't believe her, I guess, and end up like letting him took her away. Uh, and then because this, she was basically forced to stay in the building in the dorm of the woman, and she was forced to give up her phone. And uh, after that, like a lot of shit going on, right? They beat a woman, they continue to force them to prostitute, and the second woman who actually, I believe, who's the one, end up like basically. Destroying his whole, I guess, empire of prostitution was this woman. Uh, I'll call her Tui. So she was, yes, forced to give, like, basically was extra herself for babies. And then in 2017, like, at the end of the year, she was able to figure out a way to escape from that building. Because uh, remember, before we said, like, there was a lot of cameras, there was a lot of guards, and we were not allowed to, I guess, leave the building or any kind of shit. So she was able to uh, escape. Um, but then, after she escaped, uh, Zhao figured out. So then, uh, Zhao, they were spreading twists, like, naked photos everywhere. And then he basically was like, oh, like, we're gonna find you and we're gonna take you back. We're gonna send you back to another places where it was like a hometown of him, I guess. It's like, you know, it's like he has a lot of power and then you're not gonna have, you're not gonna come like out anywhere anymore. Like, we're gonna capture you. And that basically pushed her uh, to the edge. She's like, Okay, I'm gonna do everything I could to destroy this business, this man, this girl, to save all this woman, save myself. So the first time she went and then basically uh, reported him uh, to this like a higher uh, like uh, person in politics, in government, in 2018, in November, and it, the whole letter was like, oh, like Jaw was forcing and beating up and uh harassing and also like capturing kidnapping women and also Jor was doing this uh, whole bribing people in the garment so he could uh not be captured and he her letter wasn't taken seriously so 2019 at the beginning she went to the police department to basically uh accuse him to fall off that again and she was able to divorce him. I guess 
because I guess they're married, but she's not the woman. Like the original wife of Joe, which is confusing to me, and because of that, because they're able to, like, I guess divorce or something, and the police will say, okay, since now you guys are not together, we can take this case as like raping case. So that was the first time police take him seriously, like take her seriously, but take his like illegal like raping case seriously. And 2019 in March, uh, they started doing this whole process of divorcing on court. And then after that, three uh, Leary like group messaging like about his illegal uh, business, everything to every I don't know how many people she had group message, but like just a lot of people. And also at the moment, uh, the main like part of Chinese government, they were starting to this whole revolution of we're gonna try to uh, basically see who was doing this whole by uh, bribing stuff, like who was taking money from citizens uh, to allow them to illegal stuff. Like we're gonna do, we're gonna really take actions. And because of that moment was, was during that time. So her messages, everything was basically caused uh, the main um, force of Chinese government's eyes. And they're like, okay, this is something that sounds like it's a hoax. We're gonna try to figure this out. But 2019, March 24th, uh, the whole company, I guess, Zhao was able to get some def- like notification from people in the government. Like, he basically threatened, and then they're like, yeah, like, and you need to basically uh, close your company. You need to run away. You just, you, you need to just do everything you could to save yourself, because at this point, none of us can. So before the police would come to, like, basically take all the evidence, whatever, he, he was able to uh, close the company. He was able to just basically ask everybody to leave the company and clean and trying to, I guess, destroy the evidence, all the, all the stuff. But eventually, after he went back home, like hometown, his hometown, his hometown is not in Shanghai, it's like another place. But I guess it's like the same kind of uh, place in the south. Um, she was able to capture and she was giving death sentences uh, with the reprieve. So I'm like, he should be giving distances right away. But maybe because they need more evidence, like, but basically be like, okay, who, so who's in the government? Was his connections? Like, who was doing these things with him? So, cause, so they were able to capture 30 more uh, Chinese government, uh, like, officials and some, like, uh, Chinese companies, like, had uh, people and then was caught, I guess, and then that's it so that's everything until 2020 which is just it's very interesting at the same time scary for me um i have been to i have been i have not been in china for a while five years now uh at the end of this this month will be five years wait is it no almost six years now i guess so that's like a lot for me because I, I kind of like Shanghai. I went there before, traveled there before. Um, I actually thought like if I'm not seeing the U.S., maybe I'll go to Shanghai, move to Shanghai. You know what I mean? Because I think it's a big city. And I'm so glad he was captured. He was, uh, the justice was done. 
because I would not feel safe to ever travel to that city. I mean, I I'm sure there are a lot of dark business happening in China, other cities as well. Um, probably haven't been captured, but this just one thing just like shocked me. Um, I I really, but still, I I don't know. I need him to be charged as death sentences instead of death sentences in debris. Like, no, he deserved to die. Like y'all can't reprieve. I'm not deprived. Reprieve. Like he needs to die. I mean, if y'all need more time to basically discover, dig deep into his like this web, you know, to capture more people who was doing illegal things, fine. That's good, right? That's so. That's his purpose of being alive. But after everything was done, I think he needs to die. Like he. Everything has he has done. He he ruined so many people's life. Cause I know so many people. They are like, they feel hopeless if they don't have money, they don't have a good education. They're like, how do I start a new life? How do I have a better life when I don't have all these resources and I don't know how to become better, how to have a better living income? And he just like. Manipulate them or capture them, force them, and ruin their life. Yeah, so that's a whole thing. It's I I don't know why, but it's such a shock for me for this thing to happen. And so that's the whole case of Shanghai's little red beauty. Uh, that was owned by Zhao, and yeah, so that's the first thing. Let's start the second case. So the second one is actually November thirtieth this year,、um, which is like a couple days ago. I believe a lot of y'all have heard on TikTok news, whatever about this. There was a mass shooting occurred at Oxford High School, and four students were killed and seven people were injured, including a teacher. So the whole Oxford High School shooting. I believe a lot of you have heard. It. I. The one thing I don't understand was why the parents was gifting their son a gun when he was just mentally unstable. First of his age. I don't think he should own a gun. Like, he, he probably can't even drive. I don't. Maybe he could, but like. He's not in age to really understand what death means, like the weight of killing somebody and holding on that weight forever. And now they're like, they think it's such a good idea. They're like, yeah, let us give you a gun because it's such a good idea.、Uh, we're gonna let it happen.、Um, so the parents was James and Jennifer Crumbly.、Um, Good thing. I want to talk about this because they. So it says a prosecutor filed involuntary manslaughter charges Friday against parents of teen accused of killing four students at a Michigan high school, saying they failed to intervene on the day of the tragedy despite being confronted with a drawing and chilly messages, quote unquote, blood everywhere, that was found at the boy's desk. I'm happy. I'm. Like I'm so happy the parents were charged, cause a lot of like I don't know a lot of time I don't know the research the st- stats of like 
high, like high school shooting or whatever, right? But for the parents to be so just like irresponsible for gifting their son a gun when they have been notified by the school to talk about how like the recent behavior and the words from their son was kind of alarming, and they decide yes, we're giving you a gun as a gift. And yes, we saw all these red flags. We saw all these people are telling us like there's there's something wrong with their son. We're we're not saying like he's evil or anything, but like um, you probably need to take like you know take him to like some counselors for how to help him everything like this is just very alarming and you think it's good to give him a gun and apparently uh they're running away yes their attorney couldn't find them people who see the prosecution couldn't find them so i'm like and they just ditched their son they're like bye son <laughs> we're, we're we're gonna we're gonna just school uh, school we're gonna just run away like we're we're not gonna get captured we don't want to go to law for your action which is our pop responsibility too because we give you a gun but we don't want to be charged and we don't want to go through court process whatever so we're gonna just run away and i thought they love they love their song you know but i guess they don't that much because they're saying like song you are on your own we're leaving <laughs> yeah so that's the whole thing um and their song like I don't know. I don't know. I don't have comments, comments for it. I think, I don't know if he's going to be charged as an adult. Uh, a lot of news coverage say he's a teenager, teenage boy. So I don't really know if he's going to be charged as an adult. Because like, he's very, because it's very premeditated murder. Like this is terrorist. Like I, every time I heard people were saying like, oh, mask like shooting is such a tragedy don't say it's a tragedy it's a terrorist case like it's terrorism i don't know why it's so different and i think mass shooting is it's a terror terrorism case it's like it's very pre-planned like we should call i feel like Whoever did that, we should call them a terrorism, a terrorist. We should not call them like a murder. Like, and also there are a lot of news were saying, oh, what it, a lot of people in the comments, if we, like to talk news, they're like, oh, he's just a boy. Like, it's always, oh, this is such a young boy. If you take it, if you charge him too severe, his whole life gonna be ruined. First of all, his life was already ruined. Like, we all see his face. We know his name. The second of all. He's a terrorist. He aids. There's no difference between a person taking a gun, go mass shooting, and the person drop a bomb, mass killing. Lo same, like, lots of people got killed. And both are pre-planned. So that's a terrorist. And don't say, like, oh, it's because the bully, it's because mental health. Oh, that could be part of reason, yes. But don't use that excuse to wipe out his his sake like you're y'all trying to wash them into this like innocent boy who was just misleading who did a mistake what about people die that's not a i feel like that's beyond a mistake to make and he's not innocent like just put yourself it's very hard 
but try to even have a little sympathy of a victim and their family. Like if not even if you have somebody you love, doesn't matter you real blood related or not, and they got killed for no reason. Literally, mass shooting is no reason. And are you gonna say like, oh, that the the murder the the this terrorist is innocent? Like like we shouldn't charge him to with, with severe sentences because his future bright uh life gonna be ruined. Are you gonna say that? Like, how dare you? First of all, you're not even the victim or their family. How dare you say that? Like, I I don't understand. And I think I will I will forever call people do mass shooting a terrorist. They're not a murderer. They're terrorists. I mean, I guess terrorist is a murder as well. But I feel like terrorist is like bigger word than murder. But but to me, that's a that's a terrorist. Um. Yeah. So that's the second case. Of this Oxford shooting, and let's move on to the next. Last thing, um, I want to talk about. I guess it's not really last last thing, but it's kind of last thing. It's like I recently saw a lot of videos of people talk about what is cultural appropriation and cultural appreciation. Um. And I don't know. I'm Chinese, right? So when I see somebody was loving my culture, the clothes from my culture, the food or traditions, uh, festivals, everything, holiday, like I just love it because I feel like they're embracing a different culture. It helped my culture to like it help people to understand it. To not afraid because when you don't understand something, you're always scared. Because from last case, when my MCD was saying like, you know, when you don't know something, as a human, your first instinct was get be scared of that because you don't know if that's good, it's bad, it's evil, it's innocent, you know everything. And I was saying、um, they really want to talk about it because、uh, I saw this uh, white uh, female. She she's doing locks like the hair, but she's not doing. Locks like a lot of black people are doing. She's doing like the Viking locks, which is which is part of Viking culture. Like it's very different. I think with the end, like the the end of the the locks are different from like the locks. Uh, like a lot of black people are doing. Hopefully, I don't say this wrong. Um, I haven't done my deep research on that. I really want to do it in the future to really talk about it, even though. Um, I'm not Viking or black. Like I just, it's interesting to me because I the other day I saw this like Miss Universe, Miss USA. She was wearing like a chipao,、uh, which is a Chinese traditional clothes, and she really appreciated. She loved that clothes, and the clothes was made by a Hong Kong designer. Was、um, basically posting on the website and then for everybody to buy it, and she wore it. I think she's beautiful.、Um, Some people were accusing her cultural appropriation, but I think that's just a cultural. I think it's appreciation. She loved it.、Uh, she looks great on it, and for people to put in their clothes on the website, I think it's for people to buy it.、Uh, especially, I think that person put on、uh, the websites globally, so that means she really want everybody to buy. You know,、um, and I think the clothes looks great, amazing.、Um, 
So my question for all of you is like, what do you think about the difference between cultural appropriation and cultural appropri uh, appreciation? Like, why do you think the line should be drawn? Um, for example, they're very clear example for me is like if you're doing this gesture of dragging your eyes back, to me that's a mocking. Like that's, I mean that's not a cultural something. It's just mocking Chinese Asian people even. Like that's just being racist, right? Um, let's see, like if you really love the clothes that some Chinese designer design uh, or traditional Chinese clothes you're wearing. I still love it. Um, and I think that's appreciation. But if somebody were to obviously trying to mock a stereotype of a Chinese person, because I'm Chinese, I would think that's a appropriation instead of appreciation. Um, so what do you think? Like, cause sometimes I feel like the line is very unclear. Like, when do you draw the line uh, between appropriation, appreciation? Because sometimes the example is very clear. Because you can very clearly see the, or he, hear, understand the intention of that action. So you know what is going on. But sometimes very unclear, like if that person really appreciating or appropriating. But also, I don't want to be the person to culture, gatekeeping my culture, because I want people to love and learn and really just enjoy my culture. You know, but also sometimes really respect our culture and uh, appreciate. Don't like uh, mocking it, don't you know, uh, appropriating it or anything, you know? So that's the last thing. I think that comes to the end. Uh, so far this whole week, what makes me happy? Um, I finished my fingerprint process for New York City, like teacher things, so I can finally start working soon. Uh, I did my whole, I did a sub teaching yesterday and it, it was fun. I think I was prepared with, you know, all the equipment I need. Also, I was having like a very sorrow. I, I, I would say sorrow. <laughs> I don't want to like, I don't know what anybody else thinks, but I think I tried my best to like make a class plan. So I was prepared everything and I felt very fulfilled with everything I've done this week. Um, and I hope you guys have a wonderful, had a wonderful week and will have a wonderful week next week as well. And happy December is almost the end of the year. And I'm very excited for 2022. So yeah. Bye. Love you guys. Do, 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 do. <laughs>